Hello you awesome beings, welcome to Things I Wish I'd Known. This podcast is a love letter to my younger self of all the things I wish I'd known before I had deep issues with my mental health and my spiritual awakening. I hope you enjoy listening. Why not head to my website and purchase the new Live From Lockdown, seven guided meditations and gong meditations for your listening pleasure. Use the code TIWIK15, T-I-W-I-K 15, to get 15% off now. Hello and welcome to Things I Wish I'd Known with your host, Rachel, the founder of Welford Wellbeing. Today I am here and I'm really proud and excited to introduce Isik Talabar, I think I said it right, who is an incredible woman. Not only has she got this infectious energy when you're around her and this like glowing aura that just seems to just emit from her body, but she also does transformational coaching and runs workshops and breathwork journeys. And this is kind of how I got to know Ishik, actually, because Mm. we were both doing a retreat. So she was providing the breathwork element and I was doing gong for another woman, Gina, event. And that's Mm. how we came into contact. And I just thought, wow, this is one powerful woman I need to get on my podcast. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. I love just chatting to people. Mm. I've realised this is like my thing. This is what you do. I love having <laughs> a conversation. Yeah, exactly. So tell us a little bit more about your work. Tell us a little mm. bit how how did you get into, you know, breathwork and mm-hmm. transformational coaching, all that kind of work? Mm. So I got into breathwork eight years ago. I'm Turkish. I'm from Turkey. So I got into it back then. And it was my mum who introduced it to me. So wow. she's a therapist there and she like she knew about, you know, energy work, spirituality, personal growth and all of that. And I was kind of born into it. So I remember when I was eight, ten, I remember our dinner table conversations were about psychology and people and emotions and all these things. So then I got into breath work and you know, received one to one sessions and then I stopped. I moved to UK mm. to study architecture and design. So I completely, you know, left all of that. And after that, after studying and then working for a year, I realized this is not me. I just don't enjoy it. I'm not really, you know, sit in front of a computer all day and work like that. Mm. I love people. I love being around people and, you know, serving people. So then I got into coaching and got qualified and breathwork came back into my life. Yeah. And that was three years ago. So it's been three years, three, four years, I'd say that. I'm holding journeys, I'm doing mm. coaching. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And for people that don't know out there, you know, because mm. I think a lot of the time you see coaches and there's different types of coaches for different types of things. Mm-hmm. What, how do you describe your, your work? What would you say mm-hmm. is kind of transformational coaching? So transformation coaching, the way I describe it is to really allowing, empowering you to connect with your truth, empowering mm. you to live your highest potential. You know, we're, you know, we're born and we're not really taught how to connect with our true nature, our true essence. We're, we're sort of, majority of the time, majority of people were, you know, boxed into this rules, like, oh, you have to do this thing, you have to be this person, and we lose touch with who we are. And, you know, it could either be whatever your conditioning was, maybe you play small, you feel not good enough, or you feel you're not worthy. So all these beliefs and assumptions we create as we grow up, they they keep us small. They keep us like disconnected from our essence. Mm. Transformation is where you actually connect with your essence. You connect with that light. 
your true nature and bring that forward. So it's about really not going out and finding it, but actually it's, it's in you, reconnecting mm. with that. And that's why it's transformational. Yeah, I think that's mm. really powerful to say as well, as I think often we're looking outside of ourselves, right? Yeah. I know I've definitely yeah. been this, and still sometimes yeah. I go, hang on, get back mm. in, you know, because you start looking outside like, oh, mm-hmm. this isn't working or I'm unhappy with this, so I need to go and, I mm. don't know, fix it somehow over here mm. outside. Mm. But actually when you bring everything yeah. back inside, half the time you go, oh, that's not even a problem. Absolutely. <laughs> for, and, for a start, yeah. but then the rest of the time you get quiet mm. and, and then the answers come. Absolutely, because it's, it's coming from, you know, not believing that we're powerful not believing actually we have the answers we know what's true for us you know so it's assuming the answer is outside we got to trust that I don't know the answer it's outside and I do this as well I catch myself when I go oh like what should I do well let me ask that person let me do this or that like rather than actually and we just talked about this as well before the chat let me just ask myself what's true for me Mm. you know and that answer will be there yeah it's so it's such a big topic isn't it I think I was watching a video of Gary Vee I don't know, if mm. you, you know mm. and it, he was doing this presentation on a stage and he said you know it's the equivalent of me being like a health coach and I come out here to do a motivational talk for you guys and I go yeah. eat healthy exercise more bye and he's like <laughs> but you don't want to eat healthy and exercise more you want to buy the latest waist cinching mm. you know to lose weight you want to take some supplement you want to he's like it's super simple mm-hmm. and he's like we make it complicated and I, I, I yeah. suddenly was thinking about it and I was like wow so true like how we can just overcomplicate our yeah. life and how everything we know is already mm. true and inside but we get distracted or we get yeah. You know, like you said, we believe other people over believing ourselves mm, or we, mm-hmm. we kind of get out of ourselves a little bit and then we start mm. to overcomplicate everything. Yeah. And I guess it's the same with, with like, you know, the work that I do. You could quite easily just stand up and say, well, just love yourself more and be kind to yourself. Bye. <laughs> Job done. Job done, you know, but it's <laughs> like, yeah, well, how, you know, it's, it can be quite a complex field, yep. right? Mm. Yeah. So I really want to talk to you a little bit more about breath work. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't even know what to say about it because mm. I've had some pretty napalm type experiences in breathwork, if that makes sense. So like mm. just the way that it just blows everything open, mm. right? Yeah. It's yeah. like nowhere to hide. Mm. All the emotions come out. All yeah. your layers of coping mechanisms are shown very yeah. clearly to you. It's just one of the most powerful tools I think I've come across so mm. far on mm. my journey. So Tell me a little bit more, like for people that are listening to this and maybe they've mm-hmm. never heard of breathwork and they're like, yeah. what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you describe, because I find it hard mm-hmm. to describe to people when yeah. they ask me, well, what is that? And I'm like, you lay on the floor and you kind of breathe a bit and then you might cry a bit and then you might <laughs> get angry and then you might be laughing and then mm. it's like, they just yeah. look at you like, oh, well, how's that helpful? <laughs> so maybe you can be a bit more graceful in the language of trying to describe to people Mm. what it is and how it works Mm. so breathwork is in essence in a simplest form is deep breathing that's Mm. actually all it is is deep breathing into the body and the breathing technique i use in the sessions the one you came to is breathing in and out from the mouth so it's like waves going in and out 
And when you breathe that way for a long period of time, what happens is anything you didn't allow yourself to feel from the past, any suppressed emotion, anything you're not allowing yourself to feel, your body remembers that emotion. Your body remembers that memory. It almost becomes, your body puts a pause on it, puts mm. it into a body, keep it there until you feel safe enough to go into that emotion and feel it fully to release it. Mm. And you might ask, why would I do that? Because when you do that, it's like, imagine you're expanding your ability to feel, you know, you feel mm. so much lighter and freer, you know, the deeper you can go into the uncomfortable emotions, especially, you know, sadness, grief, anger, mm. the deeper you're going to come out from the other side, you're going to feel joy, happiness, gratitude, so much more deeper. You know, mm. you can't just, block the uncomfortable emotions and feel the nice ones because you're you can do that but then it's like you're creating this resistance to feeling those emotions and you're mm. not fully actually allowing and surrendering and the beauty of it the power of it is you don't have to think about anything you're just breathing and your body naturally shows you things some people get it's like a natural high they get visuals it's the super bliss joyful experience mm. some people and i know for me literally every time i do it it's like this anger or sadness, like something that, that it wants to just be released. Mm. Once I feel it and you move that energy, like emotions are energy in motion, really, mm. move it through breathing and making sounds and moving your body, it's gone. You just mm. feel like, oh, I can breathe. And you're, you can almost see better. Like your vision becomes this HD. Your living becomes this HD experience. Mm. And that's why yeah. it's so powerful. Yeah, I've done quite a lot of breath work now, I guess. I mean, I don't know how much is a lot, but it feels like I've done quite a lot. And mm. I think what I really like about the way that you hold space is the freedom of movement. Mm. So quite a few sessions that I've been to breath work, it's like, and for people that don't know, there's kind of different elements to it. So the, there's the one element that's the breathing. And then there's another element called toning. And it's essentially you make a sound like a ah mm. sound from, from the belly rather than from the throat and this helps the emotion to kind of move through the body I think yeah so, exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so some of the other sessions that I've been to and not to discredit those sessions either because they were also really powerful and I really enjoyed them but they're very much quite regimented so it's like everyone at the same time mm. now we're breathing now we're toning now we're breathing now we're toning right but mm. with your session it's just kind of like do what you want Whenever. and listen to your yeah. body and some exactly. of them mm. I was the first session that I came to yours in Haggerston, mm. so not at the retreat, but after the retreat, I was really surprised at the shapes that my body wanted to make. Mm, and I yeah. found it really interesting that, you know, sometimes I would want to be on all fours and mm. sometimes I'd want to be stood up and sometimes yeah. I'd want to lay down and sometimes, and actually having that connection, I guess, to your mm. own body and to, and like you were saying about this trust within yourself yeah. and it's like our body mm. and our mind, it knows, it has yeah. this innate wisdom of Absolutely. how to heal itself. And when we yeah. put ourselves in those places where we can heal, mm -hmm. we open ourselves up to this magic, really. Yeah. I don't really know how to yeah. say it. Mm. And, you know, I've been blown away by breathwork I know for me like you were saying it's kind of like anger and things for me a lot of the time it's fear that comes mm, up yeah and how much I don't want to feel it you mm, know and mm -hmm. I remember the last session that I did it with you actually like literally holding on to the edge of my mat and not wanting mm, to breathe mm. because I was mm, just so desperate to, to like <laughs> no <laughs> yeah do you know like so desperate yeah. to not feel yeah 
so so desperate to not feel yeah. that emotion and I think mm. it's very similar with EFT the technique that I use with people but you know the body is happy to process it it wants to let it go yeah, but absolutely. the mind and everything mm -hmm. and how we're programmed as human beings to not mm. feel pain and to and quite rightly too I mean you know no one wants yeah. to if we never learned that when we burnt our hand when we were a kid we're gonna you know yeah. of course we don't want to be in and, pain um, but Mm, and I want to add something to that when mm. the freedom of movement, the reason I have that is mm. exactly what you said. It's about trusting your body. Your body will have an impulse to do something. Let's say you want to do like, I don't know, some random shapes. And then your yeah. mind is going to say, what are you doing? You look stupid. You look lame. You can't do that. Someone's mm. going to laugh at you. So it's really creating a space where no one's looking. Everyone's going through their own things. Like there's no judgment. Everyone's just free to be themselves. And you just... In that freedom, you explore like how you want to move your body. Mm. If you want to stand up, you stand up. You want to be on the floor and shake your body, you do that. And that helps the emotion, the energy a lot more. And in that, you feel, and that, that's like one of the things I hold it that way is you feel free to be yourself, you know, mm. beyond releasing the emotion, you just feel, oh, I can be myself. And you get an experience of what that feels like mm. in that place because there's no, yeah, you do keep breathing. And you stay within your mat. You don't. You don't just go yeah, around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some, you know, boundaries. But within yeah. that, you get to really see. Oh wow, this is what I naturally am. This is who I naturally am. Because yeah. we're not really given that experience. No, it's interesting as well because there's one that I came to. I think it was at yours actually. I can't remember, but mm. I remember like I wanted to shake my body, and I remember mm. really it coming up in my mind. Yeah. Everybody else was on the floor. Mm. And then and suddenly, so I, I followed yeah. the impulse and I stood up. But as I stood up, without kind of really looking, I just observed that I'm now the only one that stood up. Yeah. And suddenly I was like, oh, everyone's going to look at you. Mm. And then I was like really fighting the impulse between the mind and the body because the body was mm. like, hey, come on. And the yeah. mind's like, nah, man, come on. And <laughs> I specifically remember because it was only a few weeks ago when I came to one of your beautiful sessions mm. and I really wanted to kind of I don't know why but I just almost like puppy pose in yoga you know like with my mm. arms yeah. out in front and my sort of chest down towards the floor but my ass in the air basically mm. and straight away my mind was going there's because there, there was a couple of guys one of which I knew yeah. and some that I didn't know and I remember thinking Same. like oh your butt's in the air, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't be in this position mm, when there's a, mm -hmm. a man behind you. And this whole thing started All playing out in my head. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, much, how much of all this stuff is, you know, uh -huh. innately in me. And really, I'm just making a shape with my body. I wasn't, you know, and to yeah. be fair, they probably didn't even have pay any attention to what I was doing mm, because I know yeah. for a fact that when I'm doing breastwork there's I don't know I don't really notice what anyone's doing next to me because I'm so yeah. in my own journey yeah. yeah exactly and I think when you start to work with the breath in that way and often when I'm when I do gong journeys or I, mm. I host meditation sessions or with my meditation course I'm always saying to people your breath is your anchor Mm. breath is your anchor it keep yeah. you know it's going to keep you grounded grounded yeah. into where you are in your and, center. So, mm. and so when you do work with the breath in the you know with, within breath work it really does do that I think you mm. notice that more than other times when yeah yeah and it's interesting just how much how many layers to everything that I just wasn't even aware that were there mm. yeah definitely and it's that's why I say 
it's great to have no expectations mm. and you know, we don't have expectations for everything and that's that's part of it it's part of you know being a human but it's, it's almost when you have that expectation of this is what it's going to be like or this it's like limiting and mm. once you let that go every experience is different on its own mm. there's also another another aspect of breath work i love is that it like it teaches you surrender it teaches you letting go you know you, yeah every time is different and you can't have any preconditions to it and you know your own agenda or like oh it's going to be this way or that way you just come and surrender and let go and in that you're shown magic Mm. you know that's the unknown and you go into that knowing that it's a safe space and you're held then it's just magic yeah it really is what's your biggest learning do you mm. think that you've had? For, I mean, if you can pick one, I imagine. Oh. <laughs> many. I imagine there's a million learnings from working mm. with with the breath. But the what breath. do you think's your biggest one so far? Mm. That's a great question. <laughs> My biggest learning is that just feel all emotions, mm. all of them. You know, my dad passed away two years ago, and you know, around literally a month after that my long-term relationship ended as well so it was this one two months of this wow fuck like deep grief and loss and and it sort of brought up a wound in the masculine because you know it's both like men related and all these other things were coming up and I was feeling like I'm lonely I'm on my own men leave and everything basically all my Mm. shit was coming up and I had to just feel it all just be with it all so I remember doing breath work every morning actually mm, wow. for three months. I did half an hour on my own and because I still did my sessions, I still did one-to-one sessions, mm. I still did the journeys and things. So I had to show up. I had to show up and serve. And yeah, I could have canceled, but it felt true to do that. It felt true mm. to feel my pain, feel that loss and grief, but also not let it stop me, not mm. let it actually get in the way and be like, oh, this is all there is now, and I'm just swallowing in my sadness all the time, you know? So breathwork doing that was just like, wow, if I just feel and not resist, then it, it, it goes. Like, I'm feeling, I'm going through it, super painful, so painful, but then I come out from the other side, and that's freedom. Whereas if I'm resisting it, that has the power, because I'm resisting it. But when I just allow it, it just moves. That's such a powerful statement. You know, and I think, again, it all, it's really similar to, to what I try and teach in meditation as well. It's like when you're resisting the stillness mm. and you're resisting your thoughts and you're, resi- you know, it's horrible. Yeah. You, you get so frustrated and like, Argh! and as soon as you just sort of go, okay, yeah. I've got a busy mind today or okay, I mm. feel like this or okay, this is coming up for me. I let it go, whatever it's called. Yeah. Mm. it's so much easier but letting yeah. go of that resistance is like mm. ah, and it, really it applies to life as well you're just allowing life you're allowing all of life rather than saying oh this should have happened by this time or this should have happened like no this is the experience you're having right now this is the current mm-hmm. reality embrace it once you embrace that then you can you know have a focus of where you want to go but if you're resisting it you can't move you can't mm. go anywhere else you're just stuck in it you know? Yeah. And we're never really stuck. Like we imagine that mm. we are, but I think a lot of the time 
you know, we put up these imaginary prisons around ourselves mm. to kind of keep ourselves safe, but actually yeah. it's, it's just keeping us limited. It's not allowing yeah. us to expand into what's really possible mm. because often yeah. that's quite scary. Yeah. I think it's quite interesting. Somebody I was having a chat with the other, mm. other day on a similar subject and we were talking about business and, and different things. And I said, I, I just think I need to set myself some new goals. And they were like, why? Mm. And I said, I, I kind of feel like I've, like a yeah almost like because mm. I've achieved what I wanted to achieve so far mm. and then and now I'm doing it and that's great and I'm really loving it and yeah it's really cool yeah. but also there's a part of me that's a bit like mm. okay what next or what yeah like wanting to grow yeah mm. but then there's another part of me that's also a bit like you've already gone way above your station lady mm. You know, like mm. everyone said that you wouldn't be able to set up a, a business so quickly and, and run it and that this be your mm. only income, that you would need a side hustle, that you would need this, that you would need, you know, mm. and, I, and I did it. Did and, it. And, and it's like, and I just knew a similar thing, mm. like you're saying, trust, like I knew. Yeah. And I remember, and I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. So if you're listening to this, well, I mean, <laughs> if, if it's also your truth, go for it. But it was probably not the most sensible it was the most sensible decision I made that day for me <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if I'd recommend it for everyone and I just when I went back to work after my being off sick for so long and I just quit my first mm. I didn't even I've been in the office for like mm. two minutes and mm. I just knew and mm. I was like this job's gonna literally kill me like yeah. I mm. have to leave well done for following now. that voice and it was so scary because I had That's courage. Um, well, I mean, yeah, it, it, it didn't, it was weird. I just sort of felt, but at that time as well, you know what? I was meditating like three hours a day. Mm. So I was very in tune. Connected and very, yeah, very in tune. Got this. And anything that went outside of what I knew and trusted and believed to be true mm. was just not going to, was just a no, a very strong no. And, um, I keep thinking, I'm like, I really want to get back to that. But it's, uh, it, you know, it's difficult when you've got a job and mm. <laughs> you run a business <laughs> and stuff. It's hard to prioritize that amount of time per day. Mm. But yeah, so it was a really big, big decision, but it was also just what was right and tuning mm. into. And I think that's what breathwork gives you, actually. Mm. Is it gives you that connection to self and it allows you to see a lot of the time your patterns and stuff. Mm, yeah. And you're like, whoop. And so many people mention that they experience that oneness, that connectedness, um, especially when they go through a journey together in the room. Everyone's going through their own thing. And it might be very different, but we're all going through it together, mm. you know? And not in a codependent way, but in a way that I'm sovereign in my power. And here's another person in their power, sovereign, going through their journey, but we're just going through it knowing that that person is here, mm. you know? Um, and in a way, like we're never alone. So mm. it gives that sense of love and connection as well. Yeah, it's funny mm. because I went, historically I've always gone to breathwork on my own, but more recently I've mm. been like, can't help but like shout about it to people and like, come, you should come. Bring your friends, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember that a very close friend of mine, he, he came with me and, and I was ha having quite a, you know, I was working through some stuff, let's put it that mm. way. <laughs> and uh and it, you know, I was quite heavily crying and kind of, you know, it was quite intense, really. And I remember thinking 
at the time, oh, I hope he, and it was really weird how your brain does this. Like, even though I was having this experience of like real trauma and like bawling my eyes out and this in, immense fear and just absolute, you know, emotional mm. chaos, basically. The thought was, I hope he's okay listening to this. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, I was kind of worried. And then afterwards I asked him and he was yeah. like, I was just, he was like, I was just in my own journey. Like, yeah. oh, you know, I just knew that you're working through. I knew that you'd be fine. Mm. And, it, and it's re- really interesting how, because you are kind of aware, right? Like when you're in that room, it can be a real mm. cacophony sometimes of yeah. people mm. letting go or working through things, mm-hmm. whether that's giggling and laughter or like mm. crying or, you know, just saying things, repeating yeah. things, you know. Um, but you don't really pay attention because you're so in your own mm. space. Yeah, absolutely. You find that a lot. And, and mm. I guess what would be interesting actually is when you're hosting that space, mm-hmm. like cause it's quite, it's pretty, like I don't want to say crazy, that's the wrong word. But it, <laughs> Hold it, on, intense. It's pretty f- intense, isn't it? Yeah, it is quite yeah. intense space. Mm, it is. Have, so how do you hold that space, like, in terms of mm. knowing who to help and who to mm. yeah. be, you know, I don't know, it yeah. just always seems like as soon as you need someone, they're there. And sometimes they're there yeah. before you even know <laughs> that you need them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for asking that, because that, that's something that I really care about as well, like holding that space. And mm. um, so what I do is, meeting um, up to the event, I connect with the the energy of the event so I close mm-hmm. my eyes and you know I just in the end of it everyone there and what's the energy of it what's the emotion of it so I imagine pouring love into it basically mm. and you know about who to pick assisting and assisting is people are there they're registering people and they might do some energy work body work to help move the energy a lot more mm. um, rather than looking at what they do I look at who they are Mm. Are they in their integrity? Are they in tune? Are they present? Can they leave something going on in their life? Can they leave that outside the room and be fully present? Mm. That's what matters to me, really. And I really pick people who are able to do that. Mm. Um, and at times, they were you know, doing Reiki or massage therapists or um, singing coaches or... Um, other breathwork facilitators so they're all sort of ranges and mm. when I pick that different range they bring their own flavor into it as well mm. that's another like beautiful side of it and before oh I've never actually shared this in a podcast or anything this is actually quite fun um so you know before we start we <clears throat> set up the space and we all gather so all yeah. the assistants and me and we close our eyes and you know we just acknowledge where we are whatever we're thinking feeling mm. acknowledge that let that go and we imagine like how I do before we imagine the end of the event imagine everyone's energy there Mm. we've gone through the journey and we um and words pop up to describe that so it could be joy you know surrender um power peace and whatever word pop up we all gather it together and we imagine we're creating this vortex in the room all of our hearts connecting all the parts of his hearts connecting and that that holds everything mm. and from that moment until they arrive and until the end that that holds it mm. um, and again before we start I just imagine I say may the highest be of service through me mm. that's what I say and 
whatever else isn't needed, like almost protecting it, you yeah, know? Yeah, um, And I create this, like a vortex. I imagine a vortex, and I mm. put that around as well. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what I do. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, really care about that because it's, 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 it's energy work, essentially. You mm. know, there's a lot of energies moving and coming up. Um, and I know it's safe. I know like there's nothing scary there that you need to protect yourself from mm. because it's a safe container, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think it's really, I, I find the same as well. It's really important to me in terms of holding space and actually somebody mm. recently, in fact, I think it might have been at the cacao event that you were at, but somebody mm. said um, during the share that they took it for granted how safe the space is that I... Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. wow, that's so nice because I really mm. care, like, that's something that I really care about. And especially with my mental health journey, you know, and I, I've only had to cancel, I think, two, twice in three years. So, And I do mm. a, lot of, a lot of events and a lot of mm. one-to-one stuff. But on those two things, I was like... I, I'm not mm. I'm not in the right space to hold space for other people and it's not fair. Mm. And mm. yeah, it's upsetting when you have to do that and it's frustrating that you don't mm. wanna let people down. You don't you know, you know yeah. what it's like when you buy a ticket for something and you're really excited and you wanna mm. go. But mm. equally it's really not fair to hold space like that if you're not a safe container in the mm. in using the words that you mm. use. Mm. And so sometimes you do have to just say, mm. it's not, it's yeah. not. It's and you not know today. that, you know that point. And you it's know? hard. It's, it's been the hardest thing, I think, to make those, to make those decisions. Um, mm. But I think, you know, I, I would trust as well that you, and I think one of my friends actually said to me, because I was talking to her after I had to cancel this one thing. And I said, mm. I just feel awful. I feel like mm. I really let everyone down and stuff like that. And she was like, You'd be letting people down if you were there. Mm. And that's worse. And that's your truth, isn't it, mm. in the moment? Mm. I cancelled twice as well. I remember in three years, actually. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I had moments where it's so funny. It's like a test in a way. Every mm. time something happened, like I went through a breakup or something, um, next day I had the monthly women's workshop mm. I was doing, literally next day. And I was like, I really don't want to do it. My ego was like, mm. I don't want to do it. I'm just in my shit, in my sadness. I just want to like shut out the whole world and stay yeah. in my own space and not just, you know, push everyone away. And I had to really go, okay, well, what would I love? Really? What's true? You know? And it was like, yeah, show up. It might not be the best one and that's okay but it's going to be the best one you do with given these conditions, given where you are right now, mm. you know? So I had to let go of being hard on myself as well. Like, oh, like, I wasn't yeah. the best. But also yeah. sometimes I think as well, like it's quite hard when you're in the profession that we're in, you're not allowed to have a bad day at work. Like when I used to work in mm. an office, I could mm. occasionally go in, I don't know, hungover or tired or whatever. And I'd think I'm going to shuffle paper today. I'm not really going to do much. And just <laughs> You know, I'm here. That, Kill time. That, that's yeah, good yeah. enough, right? But when you're doing like the kind of work that we do, you can't. You have to mm. really show up. Like mm. you can't. You can't have a bad day 
So you're better to have mm. a day off than have a bad day yeah. because actually, you know, showing up and and being a therapist for somebody when you're really not in the right headspace is, is mm. not okay. Mm. You're much better to to kind of, I think anyway, take mm. that time. And I think you're right. And there's other times when, you know, I've checked in with myself and I've been like, do you know what? Maybe I'm not in the absolute best headspace or whatever. It's mm. like we're human and things happen in life and everything yeah, else. Definitely. But I'm still able to show up and I know mm. that I can be 100% present and 100% on it yeah. for that person that needs me or that and, group of people mm. that need me. And in that space, I think it's like it's okay to be open about it as well. It's okay mm. to be honest, you know. Um, <clears throat> I remember when I showed up for that workshop in the beginning, I think I told, I just mm. went through a breakup and I feel really sad. I'm experiencing loss, but I'm here for you guys. And even saying yeah. that, put that off my chest and I'd be like, cool, now that's out of the way, I can serve, yes. yeah. you know? And that I think there's, um, I don't want to generalize, but there's this idea of like, sometimes people ask me, oh, do you ever feel shit? Oh, mate, come and hang out with me 24-7. <laughs> like half the time, not half the time, but it's like, it's a constant practice of noticing okay I feel shit or this happened and you bring yourself back to alignment you bring yourself Mm. back to cool like what would I love what's my focus you know Mm. and I try to be as open and as honest as I can in like sharing on social media I do yeah because just to show that like we're human we're all human yeah like and I think there's more people mm. that can do that as well like you know I feel really lucky actually that I'm able and like with my audience they're all so lovely you know in my private mm. facebook group recently i put a post and just said i love you all i know i haven't done a live in two weeks and it's not because i don't care i just really needed some brain space and Amazing. I'm, not, I'm not able to make fresh content for you guys yeah whilst i i don't know my brains are just not feeling creative i'm not yeah. able to to do that but here's some other content and here's some stuff mm. you know but it like i just can't do lives at mm. the moment and they were so nice. Everyone was like, take as much time as you need. Absolutely. It's like you're always here for They're not going to be like, oh, Rachel, how dare you? You know, they, I think they feel you. Built into this thing of like, especially with Instagram as a platform, mm. um, Facebook to an extent as well, this thing of like, we've just got to be perfect and together all the time. And, mm. you know, I know for me, and I'm probably still working through this story somewhat, is that, you know, I feel like welfare well-being as a brand a lot of the time is, you know, hey, look, I cured myself of my mental health problems. Mm. And yeah, 99.9% of the time, like that's 100% true. But it's mm. there is a, a small percentage of time where I go, mm. oh, man, still yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> still of course. <laughs> and what, what happens is when you, you go through that journey and you grow and you learn and become more aware, mm. you start seeing more of your patterns you actually start seeing yeah. more of your ego so it's not about you know completely trying to get rid of it but you're just more aware and you're able to see for what it is you know mm. so it's um i think sometimes it could be this idea of like i'm gonna reach this point i'm gonna be so healed and all my problems are gonna go away that that doesn't happen but what happens is you just become more aware you just become so much more connected to yourself and who you are it just doesn't throw you off balance as much. Or even if it does, you're able to come back to it quicker. Yeah, completely. Mm. So is there anything on your journey that you feel like you've, you know, 
again, I always with this question, I'm like, I wish there was a better word for failure because obviously mm. nothing's ever really a failure if you learn from it. But yeah. um, is there anything you feel like you, you failed at, but you, you learned something from along, along your journey? Mm. So I'd say maybe like making a mistake, isn't it? Like failing making a mistake. So when I got into architecture, I was just like, huh, like, I don't get this. I don't understand this. It's, there were so many things that I, I just felt so um, out of it. It just mm. wasn't me at all. So I, that made me feel like, you know, I'm failing at this. Mm. Everyone's looking like they're doing great and they're getting it. Whereas I feel stupid doing this. I feel like I'm putting the work in, but I'm just not getting it, you know? Mm. Um, and what that taught me was it wasn't me failing, but it's just me not knowing myself, not trusting myself to say that this is not me. So I put myself in a situation where it looks like, like I'm failed, but to begin with, that wasn't the right place mm. in a way, you know? So, yeah. So I would say like not knowing myself and what that taught me was if I know now something's not true, I, I just don't do it. Mm. You know, because I know if I follow through on that, let's say I have um, out of a fear, out of fear or something, then it's a compromise. Then that's going to go downhill. It's mm. not going to turn out great, you know. So it taught me to follow my truth, no matter how hard it is, because it is hard at times. Mm. Um, and it's painful, but it's so, oh, I think <laughs> the reward is great. I think mm. your mic's on your beads, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Sorry, it was just making a No worries. Oh, sorry. Is it yeah. better? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I just couldn't hear Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's I really that. beautiful. And I think when you can learn, and sometimes it's hard to hear the truth, right? Yeah. You get distracted or, mm. you know, something that someone else said on one of my podcast recordings, actually, which was really powerful, is when someone else's truth becomes your truth mm. because you've kind of taken, do you know what I mean? You've On board. Taken, yeah. You've Without even asking. That. Is this true for me? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, mm. wow. And I, yeah. So there seems to be a lot of uh, truth talking on this. Which I yeah. Like. <laughs> like <a lot>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think, you know, we are all human and I think this is the one thing that I've learned from breath work and what I've loved from, from your work as well is just that, everything is okay you know it's okay to have all these feelings and you might sit there and you might be working through fear or shame or sadness or grief or anger or mm. frustration or any of the kind of layers of emotion that a majority of people would put in a category of bad in mm. inverted commas mm -hmm. whereas I know through my work and I think you're of the same opinion that to me no emotions are good or bad they're just teachers yeah exactly and they're, just some emotions. of them are more some of them are more helpful and enjoyable mm. and some of them are less helpful and un, unenjoyable to experience mm. but they're all teachers they're showing us things about the world and they're the language of the body yeah. and i think breathwork very clearly taps you into um what is true for you mm. what is layers yeah. of of programming and what is layers of stuck emotions that should have been let go a yeah. long time ago yeah. um, what is um I don't know how to feel I mean the, I was so high after that last one I let mm. go of some really heavy mm. like heavy stuff 
And I remember at the end and everyone was in the circle and everyone was so calm and like being really peaceful and really beautiful. And like uh, you asked everyone to like just say how they were feeling and people were like being really like gorgeous and in, in their power and just sort of saying, you know, words like peace and calm and, you know, contemplating and things like that. And then I, it got to me and I was just so full of energy and I was like, I'm fucking stoked. And everyone just started oh laughing and I was I like, and I was thinking, oh no. And then it was funny because then it was like, you know, in that moment I felt so free and so expressive. But then it was that whole thing of, oh, you, you're really different to everyone else. Everyone else was being really calm and thoughtful and you were just exploding with all this mm. energy. And like, and then I was like, no, that's, it's okay to be that as well. Yeah, you're being yourself. And I think sometimes like, I struggle with that a little bit in like the well-being and the spiritual industry and being a meditation teacher is there's this kind mm. of expectation that I'm going to be really quiet. <laughs> and the spiritual, mm. And that I'm going to want to wear, calm. You know, that I'm going to want to wear white and, and, and I just rock, rock up in my like black outfits like a Yeah, and, like tattoos and swearing and everything. <laughs> I think it's so important, like, just but I can't be, you know, yeah. you can't be anyone else. And I think breathwork mm. really, I don't know, for me anyway, it's very much allowed me There's, to um, um, Do you know a guy, Kyle Gray? He's mm. like an oh, angel. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's, the Scottish he's, guy. Yeah, Scottish yeah. guy. Mm. Beautiful example of being himself. He's Scottish. He has, like, tattoos all over. He loves, like, brands. He loves mm. drinking. He loves um, sneakers but he's also spiritual and mm. talks about angels and everything. Mm. So I love that. Yeah, me too. I he really like his himself. work actually. Mm, um, great. Yeah, he's a, he's really nice. I've got a couple of his books actually. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he's a, he's a good egg. Um, so what advice would you give to your younger self? Hmm. Um. So my biggest wound, I would say, is feeling powerless. So feeling, I don't know, I don't have it in me. It's all external, like who I am. I'm powerless Mm. and I can't go for what I want or I don't know what I want. Mm. So I would tell her, you know, Mm. you know what's best for you. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And what things do you wish you'd known, like before breath work, before, I mean, well, I guess for you, not before, because like, obviously it started for you from a really young age, but I guess mm. on your journey, what things do you yeah. wish you'd known? Um, I mean, it's going to come out funny, but no one has a fucking clue, to be honest. <laughs> everyone, everyone is just figuring it out as they go. Yeah. And I would... I wish I'd known that even the people I, because my one was powerlessness. I put mm. people on pedestal and saw them as powerful and, you know, assumed they knew all the answers. Turns out they were just like as human as I am, having an ego and, you know, have this stuff going on. Mm. And, you know, it just showed me, wow, everyone is just figuring out and they're doing their best. No one knows what they're doing. Um, it might appear like they know what they're doing, but if you're really stepping up, creating putting your heart out there you're in the unknown most of the time mm. so you don't know what you're doing really so yeah in a way i wish i'd known that no one has a clue just keep mm. going and do what feels true to you yeah mm. i think that's a really really powerful statement to share mm. and 
it's been interesting because on my journey, you know, through various careers and things like that, I've met some people who, you know, for all intents and purposes are are pretty famous and top Mm -hmm. of their game at what they do. And actually when you meet them, same thing you're like yeah you know who I expected you'd be (laughs) not even that like some of them are some of the people that I met you think wow yeah yeah, actually you're really incredible like wow Mm. just to be in your presence is pretty yes you know full on but on the same token if you ask them a few questions nine times out of ten the answers I don't know yeah or they have like a team Mm. you know but they don't know but they have like I don't know xyz people around them who kind of yeah can can handle that stuff because genuinely like they don't have a and you're there thinking that you need to know all the things and you've got to do all the things and be all the things and it's Mm. like no you can only do what you can do Mm. and what I always think of it like a spark you know like if if Mm. when you're doing something you feel that that lit that like yeah yeah then you're like okay that yeah that's what you're what you're meant Mm. to be doing Mm. um and and as soon as you sort of teeter off of that, yeah, you kind of lose your way a little bit. But it's always mm. you can always find it back with the breath, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And you know, and exactly that. So with that, it's literally taking in everything, um, and what your previous guest told you, taking on everyone's, taking on someone else's truth as mine, mm. but just questioning it. It's great to ask other people, but always going, like, even the listeners, don't just take it as a truth. Like, see how it feels for you and then go, okay, I agree with that. I don't agree with that, you know? Yeah, and how much, though, and I'm still good with this, it's something that I have to work on a lot. Mm-hmm. I hate saying no to people. And I hate, mm. do you know, like, and this is the thing, I think, when someone gives you their truth, so you just take it on. And yeah. sometimes it might take me a day or two to kind of digest something and think, actually, I don't agree with that, but I already agree with it. I already mm. went, oh, yeah, cool. You know, yeah. quite laid back as well. And I think a lot of people will resonate with that where, you know, I'm pretty chill generally. Like, mm. I don't get too wound up about stuff anymore. And But that also means sometimes that you're cruising along and you're not really making decisions mm. um, mm-hmm. for yourself or for what's mm. your truth. You're kind of cruising along yeah. with what everyone else wants to do or whatever. Mm. And and when you actually have to sit sometimes with yourself and be like, hang on a second, what do I want? Is this still yeah. feeling good? Or, or you've been mm. doing something and you've been getting that spark, but now you're doing it and mm-hmm. you're not getting the same spark. Mm. And it's, so it's true about doing the thing. Mm, like noticing like in the moment that is that you know fear of rejection maybe or fear of like creating this conflict and then you just say like okay yeah because I like I used just my natural pattern as well like egoic pattern I would say like yes or you know go along with things not to rock the boats Mm. um but now like I have to take a moment and to literally ask myself okay is this is this a yes for me or is this a no Mm. so again when you're in your body connected to your body then you can feel it you just mm. get that sense of like oh this doesn't feel right right now or even giving it a time I just need a day or two to just feel into this and then give an answer yeah you know no one's gonna be like we've got it tell me now you know yeah that's a really important thing as well because I've kind of in my head thought about this a few times but I've never actually done it where I've mm. thought maybe I should just say no to everything as a default or have like a, a default sort of non, 
non-committal, non-agreement answer mm. that buys me time to genuinely check in and think about, is this something that I really want to do or mm. can do? Because I also mm. do things where I say, yeah, 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 because I'm really excited. And I'm like, this is yeah. great. I love doing this. And then I look at my diary and I'm like, oh, oh God, you have yeah. a day off in a month, girl, yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever. And so I was like, mm. maybe I should create a default kind of, let me check with my diary and I'll get back to you within mm. 24 hours as a default for like literally everything that anyone asks me so that I can mm. buy myself that time to check in Feel into it. because I think sometimes you don't you just don't give yourself the time mm. the, the, yeah. the space to, to mm. actually check in you just blindly yeah. go along with things and before mm. you know it you wake up and you go I'm in a career that I don't want mm. hanging out with people I'm not sure I like in places I don't know if I like that mm. where I'm where I am yeah what the yeah. hell am I doing and I think mm. that for a lot of people is the wake-up call when they yeah. go oh hang on a second mm. yeah <laughs> even mm-hmm. I've made any decisions in 10 years I've just used mm. along with what everyone mm-hmm. else thought I was supposed to be doing and that's the ownership of your life because you're saying mm. this is my life and I'm going to live it in a way that feels authentic to me yeah. that's actually in alignment with who I am yeah you know um and yeah like in the beginning especially if like if the, the listeners like if you're um struggling to say no and you, you start saying no and then you get sometimes you can get this sort of pushback of people mm. like oh you changed or what happened because they might be used to the version of you that just went along with things and that is just mm. easy going and goes along but then you're abandoning yourself, you know? So it's about sticking with that for a while until you feel, okay, great, this is my ground. And then you start coming from there. Yeah, completely. Mm. So, I mean, I could talk to you all day. Same. Um, But is there anything else you want to add? Anything you wish I'd asked that I hadn't asked? Mm. No, that was great. It was beautiful. Oh, this has been so fun. <laughs> yes. So if people want to learn more about your work, if they want to work mm-hmm. with you, how do they find you? How can they get in touch? So they can uh, go to my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spell it. <laughs> I-S-I-K-T-L-A-B-A-R. That's Ushik Labar. Um, so I do one-to-one sessions, which is all about this, all about finding your truth, your power, what you would love to create in your life. Um, I do breathwork journeys like the ones you come to. Mm. I do them twice a month, one in East London, one in West London. Um, and next week, actually, I don't know when you're putting this out, but on the twenty oh, first next week. Okay, <laughs> what? it's gonna be it's gonna start becoming a monthly thing where it's yeah. one dating event. So I'm gonna do oh, it with amazing. a friend of mine, Duke, and every time we're gonna have a boundary. Oh, in, a, in a theme so this one is about boundary next one will be masculine feminine energies and different things amazing. every time so you can just oh, go to my instagram and i'll put some links as well i always put amazing. Links, um underneath so people can find you but thank you so much for oh thank you for having your me insights. it's been really beautiful to have you and for everyone else i'll see you next week yeah. much love thank you bye, bye. If you enjoyed listening, why not leave us a review? It really does help other people to find this podcast and enjoy it too. Feel free to share it with friends and family members that you think it might be useful to. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.